everybody, welcome to another episode of Fat Bandits, Season 4, Episode 11, the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap, where today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna at Roller Games and their Mad for Footy Board Game, where they're kicking big bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and changing the way footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL-inspired board game is all about, and you can find them at at Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au, that's R-O-L-L-A, to find out a bit more about them, but more importantly, to get your hands on a manageable footy board game for you and the family. And what a hectic last whole week, not just the weekend, but of course midweek games as well, are for many different sports and a lot of our WA domestic sporting teams. So let's uh, not mess about, let's get right into it. Let's talk a little bit of BBL, that means our Perth Scorchers. A little too full. Way back. It's six. And that's in the air, but that's away. Ashton Turner is doing it for Perth. Six, four. Nearly there. Eight off eight. Up, up. Now let's go and take you all the way back to Wednesday evening. And a game that I was actually at and what a spectacle that ended up being. Now, you can look at and break down all the stats to your heart's content, but this time, there were just two players' figures that summed up the match, with Laurie Evans, 85 not out of 38, uh, 38 balls that included 14 boundaries. Whilst on the bowling side, Lance Morris picked up only the second Firefer, so five wickets, in a T20 match for the Scorchers, uh, just behind AJ Ty. Uh, he got five for 24. Those two single efforts helped launch a first-up batting performance to four wickets down for 211 from their 20 overs. Um, simply remarkable, and restricting Adelaide to a fair 169. We're on any other deck um, that would actually be a decent score and quite competitive, and they were actually all balled out too. So the game was obviously won pretty easily by the Perth Scorchers, and again, you can break it down a lot, but those two performances in itself uh, tell the story. Now to the return bout in Adelaide on Friday evening, and couldn't the two contests be any more in favour of the home team and home conditions? Uh, with Adelaide bouncing back with a vengeance, restricting Perth to 7 for 153, and what was clearly well under par at Adelaide Oval. As most of the main hitters in the batting lineup for the Perth Scorchers, they got starts, but they didn't go on with it. In uh, Captain Aaron Hardy, 35 of 27, Josh Inglis, 39 of 25, uh, Hero from Wednesday night, Laurie Evans, 29 of 21. And even Cooper Connolly's 23 of 24. And they actually felt here another poor starter, 2 for 11. And they just couldn't build any lasting partnerships with the largest between Aaron Hardy and Inglis. Uh, to return the innings back to some respect, only to again throw wickets away unnecessarily. Uh, defending 154 just never looked likely as Adelaide only lost one wicket in the chase. Uh, with all five of the main bowlers having economy rates of eight and above. Uh, Jason Berendorf got tapped. He got taken after none for 24 from his two overs at 12. Jai uh, Richardson, none for 38 at 9.5. And uh, the much maligned AJ Ty, three, three wickets surprisingly, but three for 30. Uh, Sorry, not three, zero, none for 30 from his three overs. So, uh, yeah, that's a, an economy rate of 10. So, yeah, the bowling just didn't work. Um, they, to be honest, they should have uh, taken taken a page out of Adelaide's book and uh, put a spinner on a slow pitch. So um, one of the fastballs had to go. Um, probably Lance Morris or AJ Ty, 
um, and then bring in Hamish McKenzie, or maybe give Cooper Connolly a couple of extra bowlers, or maybe, you know, a medium pacer in Aaron Hardy. You, you need to bowl yourself, but uh, hey, you'll learn those lessons. A decent setback, albeit it was their only loss so far for the season. But they have dropped a third, with the caveat being, I lost the equal equal uh, with wins, uh, with second and fourth, because they're obviously sitting third at the moment. Uh, they have two games in hand, but they are away, firstly versus Sydney Thunder, and then the Brisbane Heat after that. So some really good contests coming up, um, with uh, the next one actually being today. Uh, we're recording on a Monday morning. That, of course, will be this afternoon. So we'll see if they can bounce back very quickly. But we're going to leave it there for the Perth Scorchers, and now talk a bit of Perth Glory Men. Glory, glory, Perth, glory. Glory, glory, Perth, glory. Glory, glory, Perth, glory. Our boys are marching on. Our boys will strike like lightning. On their goals will have a feast. Right, let's get to our Perth Glory men. Uh, going back to their away form, last week's New Year's Eve loss to Central Coast Mariners made a winless run of 16 games dating back to October 2022. So not a happy hunting ground. But they were playing at HBF Park, where the form has been reasonably positive, but they were to host top of the table Melbourne victory. Uh, the team took the lead via a stunning strike from co-captain Adam Taggart uh, midway through the first half. But then they were pegged back just prior to the break uh, by a fine finish from the victory. Now, the beginning to the second half could not have gone worse as the second yellow card followed to Bruce Kamau, this time for simulation, resulting in the glory playing uh, for the remainder of the game with just 10 men. And in the 82nd minute, the glory went on the back foot eventually, uh, no doubt not being helped out and being worn down by one man less. Uh, but this Perth glory team did not stop fighting eventually and through debutant Kalen Magic do Magic Adumi in the 89th minute to snatch back a draw and hope for one point against the top team in the competition, closing in on the end of the match. So two all going into stoppage time. However, the cha the chances of a come from behind draw were dashed in the seventh minute of stoppage time as the Melbourne victory secured a classy finish to send a heartbreak around HBF Park and on the pitch for the men in purple. Uh, the Glory sits second last in a five-point arrears of 10th spot, uh, with another top two contender this time in Wellington Phoenix trekking over the ditch to take on the Glory, with confirmation by coach Alan Stadjic in the post-match press conference that uh, co-captain Mark Beavers won't return next week after his red card uh, the week before, but instead after a training clash may miss one to two weeks. So you have to feel for the Perth Glory, but hey, they've got to move on really quickly. Um, that's just what happens in football. All right, uh, let's leave it there for the Perth Glory, uh, our men. And then now let's talk a little bit of Perth Heat. It's up in the air and all you can do is watch. It's two home runs in a game for Jake Bowie. Now he punches this one. Deep right center field. Campbell looks up. That ball's gone. Three run shot, Jake Bowie. Just as a quick little summary of their recent form, uh, the team in Perth had won five consecutive series victories heading into the weekend. So could they keep it rolling? Well, next up with the Brisbane Bandits away. Uh, and overall, this series was split 2-2. Two to two. And with Game 1 definitely having the capacity to go the other way uh, for the Perth Heat, as they lost 2-3. to three. 
uh, with a one-all tie resulting at the end of the first innings. Uh, no scores between the second and the fifth uh, before a two-run to one-run six innings ended up being the main difference uh, in that contest. The Heat, however, did bounce back in the Friday night match, and in emphatic fashion, might I add, a 16-3 trouncing of the Bandits, all this after being down 0-3 at the end of the first, uh, to then strike out and keep Brisbane scoreless for the remainder of the match, while knocking in at least one run in every innings from the third, with the seventh being their largest, uh, hitting in six runs, a result of 12-5 to five hits. And they would back it up and lead the series 2-1 to one at the conclusion of Saturday's game-winning uh, game winning uh, third match. Uh, and that was 4-0, to zero, uh, despite an 8-3 to three hit advantage, uh, actually scoring one run in the fifth and three runs in the sixth. So they really could have made it a little bit more, um, I guess, definitive uh, in that third match on, uh, on Saturday. Yet another 3-1 series win couldn't be clinched, though. Uh, and it almost was a reversal of their Game 2 win, falling 6-14. to As it was solely the 3rd and the 7th innings that did the most damage um, from the Brisbane Bandits, conceding 6 runs in both of those stanzas. While 6 runs is pretty poor, they just couldn't capitalise, as overall in the match they had 10 hits. So just getting 6 runs from that, probably not good enough in the end. Uh, whilst they're one game behind Brisbane, uh, the Heat have fallen back to third uh, with two series to go, hosting fourth place Melbourne this weekend in what will be season-defining, to be honest, uh, needing a minimum of a 3-1 victory and ideally a clean sweep uh, to you know remain the, retain their chance of trying to finish top two. But we're going to leave it there for the Perth Heat. Let's now head to the Bustle Court and talk a bit of Perth Lynx. It's been a good response from the Caps. Atwell getting hot. Chipatoni from the corner in game 100. Still alive for Perth. There's the height of Potter. Kicked out. Atwell's been wide hot. Firstly, let's get to game two of the Townsville Fire away clashes. Um, and actually played out close to script, close to the same script as game one. Uh, this time going down 91. 104. Uh, they actually had nine losses on the trot up against Townsville Fire, so not a happy team uh, when they played the Fire. Uh, but the girls got off to a top start, actually, leading by seven points uh, to quarter time. But from there, though, they were overrun by 20 points for the remaining three terms, just uh, not having enough firepower, and uh, Townsville just being too powerful for the Lynx. Um, they sort of got up uh, with 14 less field goals. So, you know, just having 14 less shots is is just not going to help you. And, you know, those 14 less shots were just at 44% from the field. And they shot a decent click of 42% from three-point land. Pretty positive. 27 of 31 free throws. But they got monstered in rebounds. Minus 11. Offensive rebounds, minus 7. Uh, that turned into 22nd chance points to the fire but just five for Perth. So that was sort of the game then and there, to be honest, whilst also giving up 12 turnovers. And they only generated one steal for the entirety of the 40 minutes. Uh, the game was won and lost in the paint also. Uh, they uh, unfortunately gave up 54 points um, in the paint, but they only generated 28 themselves. Emily Podarger played just 17 minutes due to being in continual foul trouble and eventually fouling out. Uh, but three of their main contributors all season are really stepped up in Emily's and, of course, the injured uh, Airy McDonald's absence. As captain, Annalie Maley tallied 23 points, 7 of 17 from the field, 8 of 10 from the free throw line. 
Vice Captain Amy Atwell had 25 points, 3 of 7 from 3 point land, and 12 of 13 from the free throw line. Whilst Mila Goodchild, um, in coming off the bench and in only 20 minutes, she picked up 22 points, 5 of 6 from 3 point land. So, really good contributors there for the ladies. Now, to the next game, and a good opportunity to move on from Townsville and bounce back with a much needed win to stay in the hunt for the top four as they did just that, taking care of business against Adelaide back at home. The girls won the first quarter plus six, uh, the second quarter plus three, and the third quarter plus ten to finish the game uh, slightly dropping the last, but it still ended up resulting in an 84-68 victory. Perth didn't shoot across the board incredibly well, uh, just at 41% from the field, 50% from two-point land, only 28% uh, from beyond the arc, the land of plenty on 8 of 29. But plus 16 free throw attempts certainly helped them. Uh, that turned into 13 more free throws, as in made. And they also got back to work on the rebound count, winning the tally plus six, um, 16 seconds chan po- second chance points as well. Uh, they shared the ball for plus 10 assists, 22 overall, which is massive. And they put the pressure on the Adelaide lining, uh, generating 12 steals. But for mine, 14 turnovers is probably simply too high. But thankfully, Adelaide had 18 themselves that actually turned into and led to 21 points from turnover for the women in red. So that certainly helped their cause for sure. Now leading the way, and it was a bounce back kind of match uh, that she needed to have after not giving the team the tall presence um, that was required last outing, Emily Potter was outstanding. In just 22 minutes, she picked up 26 points, nine of 14 from the field, one three-pointer, the big center, uh, 11 rebounds, and hear this, plus 27, plus minus. So when she was on the court yesterday, the team was plus 27. Just ridiculous. A 27-point better team when Emily was on the court. Whilst the regular three of Annalie Mailey, Amy Atwell, and Mila Goodchild each made it into double digits with Annalie and Mila in particular hauling in late, uh, sorry, um, eight rebounds apiece. Now let's get to the standings, and that winners bumped them up to equals second uh, with the Melbourne Boomers. So nine wins, five losses. Still two wins shy of... Uh, of of Townsville, and they're coming to the pointy end of their season as well um, across the next month. So, and speaking of who they're going to play, let's quickly look to the fixture. And coming up next, they actually do have the Canberra Capitals away, and that's going to be on the 11th. So that'll be on Thursday. So yeah, again, hopefully they can keep it rolling. They do have a couple of games away, so Canberra Capitals away and then Sydney away as well. So let's see what they can do from there. But we're now going to leave it for the Perth Lynx and stay on the basketball court, but this time talk a little bit of Perth Wildcats. Listen to the hiss, listen to the growl. Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Can you feel the heat? Listen to their feet. Tearing up the cot and building up the heat. Here we come. Oh no. Here we come. Oh no. Here we come. Yeah, Perth Wildcats are on Yeah, let's talk a little bit of Perth Wildcats. Uh, we're two out of three on the road, so far away from RAC Arena. So two wins, one loss, really, really good start. Uh, with one more game in that stretch to come. And it wasn't easy as well, with the longest road trip in the competition, travelling to Auckland. Now, going into the game, the team was dealt a big blow, with Alex Saar being ruled out due to a hip injury. But many other players stepped up in his absence, and we'll get to that soon enough. 
Now the start to the contest was certainly far from ideal, being down minus 11 points uh, to the first break before hitting back in the second term to win that plus six, uh, to be within arm's length by five points, so down by just five heading into uh, the main break for absolutely going whack in the third term. Putting on the clamps to New Zealand, holding them to 19 points and putting on 34 themselves. And this was a result of 10 of 10, two-pointers, 11 of 11 from the free-throw line. And they were up by 10 points with 10 minutes to go. And despite some shaky moments and a mini fight back from the breakers, the team in red did just enough to pull away with a victory, 108 to 102. A 9 of 26 from the three-point line wasn't ideal, but thankfully that wasn't the difference in the game. But what was was the rebound count, especially in that second half, eventually coming away plus 13 in rebounds, plus 6 in offensive rebounds, and a massive plus 13 in free throw attempts, which turned into plus 16 free throws made at a really high click of 90%. Now, don't get me wrong, BC Bryce Cotton was on song for his 31 points, 16 of 7 free throws, of course in 40 minutes of game time, so you'd expect him to do that. But I love the role players. Jesse Wagstaff, the much maligned Jesse Wagstaff, 11 points, 4 of 8 from the field, hit two big threes, took a big charge in the last two minutes as well, plus 7 in his plus minus, and just 19 minutes as well. Keanu Pinder had 18 points in his 24 minutes, 6 of 7 from the field, 5 of 5 free throws, but also, sorry, thought I was going to sneeze, it's all good, but also Ty Webster's 11 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and plus 13, plus minus, he was superb um, going back home to New Zealand, he circled that game on his calendar, that um, this was one he wanted to have a real big impact, and he did adjust that. But yet again, Christian Doolittle continuing to impress. He's a fan favorite here at Bat Banter. 11 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and plus 19, plus minus, which is actually the largest across the game. And he would have had more of an impact if not for some early foul trouble that had to have him sit on the bench for a period of time. The win and a couple of other favorable results are uh, during that round, uh, that fell Perth's way. Uh, has the Wildcats cemented in second spot? One win clear of their of third with one game in hand as well. And they actually return to RAC Arena, a very happy hunting ground, uh, to tackle South East Melbourne in the open air game this Saturday. Um, so yeah, really, really good win for the Perth Wildcats. We're now going to leave it there and talk a little bit of Perth Glory Women. Striking from range. Oh my! Great Charlie! Take a bow, unbelievable strike, coming in at a rate of knots. And yeah, let's chat all things Perth Glory women and what has been a terrific season uh, for the ladies, but uh, it, it wasn't to be uh, for this Sunday evening game at uh, Macedonia Park, unfortunately. They went down 0-2, to uh, conceding in the 24th minute and then the 72nd minute as well. And uh, let's just quickly break down the stats too. And it really was all in, mostly for the most part, was all in favour of Western Sydney Wanderers. Expected goals, 1.91 to 0.63 uh, for Perth. Surprisingly, Perth actually had 54% ball possession. But uh, this is where it gets a little bit messy. 9 to 25 goal attempts, 1 to 13 shots on goal. Also, if we're talking about our goalkeeper saves, well, Morgan Aquino, she did all she could to try to stop stop the rut, and I guess uh, all, all those plays. And a 2-0 uh, loss actually could have been a lot worse uh, with that 11-1 goal, 
goalkeeper saves. Uh, dangerous attacks, they were minus 23. And uh, attacks in general, they were minus 10. So, yeah, it just really wasn't a happy game for the Perth Glory women. Uh, but you know what? You can't win them all. And hopefully they can uh, you know, bounce back next week with a bit more convincing fashion. Um, how that affects their standings, thankfully, it doesn't affect it too much. They're still sitting second. Uh, they're one whole win clear of Western United. Uh, but they're still two wins away from uh, Melbourne City at the top of the table. And if we uh, look at the fixture and who they've got up next, and let's just quickly use our Flash Live Score app, just the best app. Um, definitely make sure you download that one. Uh, they've got Melbourne Victory uh, ahead, which is going to be an away match next weekend. So that's not going to be any easier. So let's see what they can do there. But uh, for now, it was a loss that they didn't really want to have, and especially playing at Macedonia Park, where they're normally really dominant. And they've uh, had some great, great results there, positive ones across this season. A bit of a setback for the ladies. But now we're going to leave leave it there and talk a little bit of cricket. I'm going to head back to the pitch uh, and it's time to resume our chatting about our Western Fury women. Mooney who scoops this one into the gap will get two out of that. Didn't get all of it so that'll be 150 for Beth Mooney. What an excellent innings. A history making innings for Western Australia. Absolutely. Last ball off the WA innings. Suckliffe falling on the stumps and Sliced out to what a way to get back on the pitch um, as the WNCL has resumed uh, for our women cricketers uh, because the West Australian women, the Western Fury, they had a dominant win, uh, especially being sent in... Uh, Sent him to bowl, of course, first. And what they did is uh, they bowled out the ACT Meteors for 151. That's right, an absolute trouncing there. And uh, who led the way? Well, of course, it was Amy Edgar. She had 3 for 19 at 2.38. Uh, Zoe Brickliffe was, uh, she also chipped in with a wicket. She got 1 for 12. Lily Mills, 2 for 23. Chloe Ainsworth, 2 for 30. Uh, but uh, probably uh, one of the more economical bowlers as well was Tenille Peschel. Uh, she got 1 for 21 at 3.50. But uh, yeah, just bowling them out for 151 was really, really uh, just a terrific platform for the girls. But, um, well, didn't they just make, make it uh, make it hay, make it hay while it rains or some kind of saying like that? But anyway, Chloe Papari, she got 58 off 59, almost a runner ball uh, before she lost a wicket. And Maddie Dark got 60 not out of 68. So, girl, the ladies uh, took took down the target with one for 152 uh, at 21.5 overs. So um, they did it easily, a massive uh, boost to their net run rate for sure. Um, so just just a supreme win, a really great start. And in fact, game two um, of of that game up of that little ser- mini series up against the ACT Meteors is going to be today as well on the Monday. But as a result of that win that they got, the girls have jumped ever so slightly to third. Um, so they're still four points away from Tasmania and five points off Queensland in second and third respectively. So another win uh, today is certainly going to put them in a really really good position. And they're actually two matches in hand uh, from top of the table, Queensland fire. So yeah, a couple of big series coming up uh, for the girls to see if they can make their way to the top two and earn a final. But uh, yeah, you couldn't have asked for a better start upon resuming the WNCL. Uh, Now we're going to leave it there for those girls. And best of luck today.
All right, that is the end of Season 4, Episode 11, the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap, uh, where what a return to the pitch for our Western Fury women, uh, a very strong and convincing win. Uh, the Glory women, uh, thankfully, uh, that loss that they had against the Western Sydney Wanderers didn't affect them too much, uh, the results going their way. They're still sitting nicely uh, in second, but they wouldn't want to lose too many more. Uh, the Perth Wildcats absolutely rolling. Uh, they are just stuck in second at the moment, but they are very, very strongly chasing Melbourne United. If they have a couple more losses um, as they uh, venture away from uh, f- from their home ground, uh, from their home court, should I say, um, turns into a couple more losses, who knows what might happen. Uh, and a, just a scintillating clash ahead if you're making your way to RAC Arena uh, this Saturday evening for the open-air clash. What a spectacle it's going to be. Looking forward to watching that one. Uh, the Perth Lynx, uh, yeah, the Townsville Fire, well, they're clearly just the team to beat at the moment. Head and shoulders of uh, everyone else in the competition. But uh, they did what they needed to do. Got the got the bounce back win against Adelaide. And they're still right in that mix for a top two spot. And the Perth Heat, well, uh, we, if we talk about must-win clashes, well, it's coming up this weekend. A game against uh, the Melbourne Aces have to win at 3-1 a minimum and ideally a 4-0 clean sweep to try to get themselves in a top two spot. So we're getting right to the pointy end of a lot of these seasons. Glory, man, you just have to feel for them. You feel like they're doing the right thing. Coach Alan Stadjic is uh, is on the right track with this team and they just really, really need to win. They need it so badly. So hopefully it's going to be coming sooner rather than later. Now Perth Scorchers. Well, what a disaster uh, back on Friday night. But uh, again, all you can do is just Get back on the horse and see how they go against the Sydney Thunder. Now, if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram. Whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, always a joy and a privilege to look after yourself. Stay safe. And uh, from Adam Bat, yours truly, and a happy new year, just in case I didn't say it earlier. From Adam Bat, yours truly, I'm out for now.